Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much of Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean. So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. Hey, hey, it is TJ Mercer, your shenanigan-prone storyteller. And uh, as usual, I'm right where you normally will find me out on my daily walk. So yesterday, one of my friends, Robin, asked me one of the best pieces of advice that someone has ever given me. And that was easy for me because it's still how I live my life today. And that piece of advice came from none other than my mother. Oh, I rhymed again, I should be a rapper. None other than my mother. <laughs> so, you know, as loony and as, <laughs> as hilarious as my mother is, and if you've listened to any of the Mama Chronicles episodes, then you know my mom is a hoot. But this is, I mean, you know what, let me just stop for a minute because my mom is one of the coolest moms ever. Like growing up, my brother and I both feel this way. Like growing up, she found this balance of when to be our mother and when we needed to just have a safe quote unquote friend. Like, she knew when to get involved, but then she also knew when this is one of these life lessons that I have to watch my kid figure out. And she's just been, always been dope that way. Like, I remember my high school prom, I volunteered my mother to chaperone. 
My graduation night, I volunteered my mother to participate in chaperone. Like she was that kind of mom. Like I would, she would be surprised. Like, no, ma, you going, <laughs> you know? And I would be with my friends and, she, and my house was the house that for my brother and me that our friends like to camp out. Cause she was just dope like that. And so as much as I, as much as I harass her, you know, and like the other day, a Facebook memory came up of when she went back and got her master's at 58 years old. My brother and I got a, well, actually more me, got on her last nerves because we were more excited than she was because she had been there so much for us in our lives. Like my mother spent 16 hours a day working in a factory to put me through Howard University. And it's like, even she, you know, she was, she worked a lot to keep a roof over our heads, but I can't ever recall a time where she missed anything that was important to me. Like my mother was always there, no matter what. And I think my brother can say the same thing. She never missed any of his baseball games, any of his, Lord have mercy Jesus, his so-called karate tournaments. That's a, that's an episode for another day, <laughs> my brother in karate but she never missed anything. So I said all this to say that my mom is just dope and she gives great advice. So one piece of advice that she's given me, and she started telling me this at an early age, was that don't ask why me, ask why not me. And what she meant by that is what makes you think that you're so special? What makes you think that you're so incredible that you should be eliminated from experiencing trouble, from experiencing hard times, from experiencing things that hurt, from experiencing things that knock you down? When those things happen, don't ask why me, ask why not me. And as I've gotten older, and got, you know, my own wisdom, I would ask, why not me? And God, what do you want me to do with this? So in times where I lost my daughter and it's the most horrible, devastating blow of my life still is. I remember going through it and in the pain of being in a hospital for a whole weekend, begging God and negotiating with God to give my daughter life. And I still ended up having to hold a dead child in my arms. I still would go back, okay, God, this really sucks. <laughs> but, okay, what do you want me to do with this? And I oftentimes when I go through dark periods, I always go, God, what is, how are you going to get the glory in this? Help me heal from this to a point where I can use this story to, to relate and resonate with others so that they know that there's healing, there's light on the other side. Like I remember uh, laying in the hospital and one of my questions was because I, before the abuse in my marriage, the, the physical abuse in my marriage, I was always a happy person. And it was so dark during that season, I would ask, okay, God, am I ever going to feel 
joy again? Am I ever going to feel happy? Because right now, this darkness is crushing me. Like, it's, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, strangling. That's it. It's sucking every ounce of breath out of me. And I'm, the lights are on in my hospital room, but it's still dark. But I also remember having, okay, God, you're faithful. You'll get me through this. And so then when I recognized and woke up one morning that I had found myself in the midst of an abusive marriage and that to save my life, I, I needed to leave. And so everything that I had thought my life would be, I'm starting over pretty much at 40. It was never a, why me? No, it was really, why not me? What are we gonna do? How does God get the glory? That really is, is always what I end up coming back to. And I knew even going through that journey of, of healing and, and the divorce and the bankruptcy and putting my life back together, I knew because of losing my daughter. <laughs> See, that's the thing. When you experience something so devastating and you wake up and realize, okay, if I survive that, <laughs> I'm coming back. And so I knew at some point I was going to be fine. I knew at some point the hurt would go away. And I knew at some point my light would return. So it was always a prayer of, okay, God, just get me through this without being bitter. Get me through this and help me handle him in such a way that you're still proud of me. And so it was really a matter. All right, God, what are we going to do with this? How do you get the glory? And fast forward about six months. No, about nine months after the divorce was final, my first book hit 40 Days Till 40. Life lessons from the ramblings, ramblings, there's the word, of my unfiltered thoughts. And that book was downloaded almost 10,000 times in two days on six continents. So you see, I've learned, don't ask why me. <laughs> ask why not me. Because I ain't that awesome and that incredible and special that I should be eliminated from pain and struggle. And then in June of 2016, I believe, same, another thing happened, knocked me to my core. I had landed in New York because I had been given the honor to give a talk that was gonna be held at the United Nations. I prepared for this talk for months. And I land in New York, turn on my phone, and I get the message that my precious eight-month-old eight niece had passed. I didn't hesitate. I canceled the talk, got my butt, didn't never leave the airport. Delta got me back on a flight, turned around to get me to Louisiana to be with my family, which is where my brother lives. We're from Tennessee. And yet, as even I walked that through, and because of social media, I walked that through publicly. 
I don't know why, it's just how I am, because I also know that people are grieving or their heart is broken and they are ashamed for whatever reason to show that they're devastated. And so I remember I would do Facebook posts and I, I, I actually it was a season of my company was getting ready to celebrate its one year anniversary. And I did 30 days of make some noise is what it's called, the make some noise fest. And there were a couple of times through that that I had to tell my people, listen, I promised y'all I would be here for 30 days, but listen, I don't know. I'm gonna have to take some deep breaths because the grief is overwhelming me. Because the fact of the matter, I'm human. My nieces and now my nephew are the most precious things in my life. Well, not things, but you get it. My niece, T2, who you hear on the open, that's my heart. T3, when she was born, that's my heart. And so, of course that should hurt. And so I walked that thing out publicly simply because, God, this sucks. I am not feeling your decision right about now because I know you're God and you could have done this differently. But why not me? Why not my family to have to walk through this? And for me, it was also a matter of, dude, my parents already have to mourn the loss of one granddaughter. Now you're going to come through and take another one? Yo, ain't nothing cool about that. That was the conversations I was having with him. And then I was having it publicly so people could understand what grief looks like, what still loving God and being unhappy with his decisions look like. So yes, the best piece of advice that I still implement today is why not me? Three powerful words. So the next time you come up on something that wounds you at your core, the next time you come up on something that have you looking at God all cross-eyed, like, dude, are you up there tripping? The next time somebody does you wrong and it's just foul, and you're looking at God like, are you watching this? Can you do a long, slow blink so you don't see me punch them in the throat? <laughs> the next time that happens, don't ask why me, why is this happening to me? Just follow up with, all right, it is what it is. Why not me and what we gonna do? So I hope that blessed you. I'm ready to go into my head now and talk to God about a couple of things. So while I'm doing that, why don't y'all go out and make God smile? I'm gonna make him laugh. And don't forget to subscribe to write a review and to share if you really are inclined to, no pity shares. All right, talk to you guys later, bye. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoyed what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile and don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.